All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Rocky Top Insider postgame show. My name is Rick Butler, joined as always by Ryan Shumpert, who is at the Food City Center right now following number six Tennessee's win over Alabama by a score of 91 to 71. I myself am still a victim of the ice and the snow, but fortunately, Ryan was able to go over there today. Ryan, good afternoon, my friend. How are you doing, first and foremost? I'm doing well, yeah. Uh, obviously, an exciting game and uh, uh Good post-game press conferences and stuff, too, from Barnes. And Jemai Meshack is good, as always, talking to the media. So tons of stuff to, to get into. Yep, there you go. And yes, there is. Because, again, that was a 20-point win from Tennessee. That It was a dominant victory from the vault from start to finish. I believe Tennessee got on the board first at 2 to nothing. Alabama did not lead for the entirety of the game. Tennessee just continued to build and build and build on a lead. One of the things that I was most impressed with from the game is that uh, we're going to talk about Alabama's deficiencies, and certainly there were a good amount, especially on the offensive end. But it's still a college basketball team that put up 71 points in the day. Even with the lead, every time the Alabama scored, Tennessee had an answer for it. And that I found to be really particularly impressive, especially from the offensive end. Alabama did not go on a run more than five points throughout the entire game. And this is a team who can who can run, who can shoot the ball from deep. This is a team who can climb that mark. Ryan, what did you think about that and just kind of Tennessee's ability to respond throughout the game, kind of keep the clamps on Alabama, keep them at bay for the entirety of the contest, really? That's a great stat about Alabama's biggest run being 5-0. And no, that was one of the things that I think stood out most to me is that, like you said, Tennessee never trailed. And, you know, I, and that's always the saying in basketball, good teams always make a run, and Alabama certainly is a good team. Alabama never made a run. Like, it, it, the game never got competitive. Tennessee just slowly and steadily built the lead. And if Alabama ever made a run, it was after, you know, Tennessee got it to 27 points in the last five minutes or so. And then Alabama actually kind of ended the game pretty hot, hit a couple shots from the perimeter, and finished the game strong, some with Tennessee getting some of their backups in. So, uh yeah, it was just the complete nature of Tennessee's performance. They were good offensively uh, again, and it was a lot of the same guys we've seen be good for Tennessee as of late. Um, and then certainly what they did on the defensive end, uh, I think probably most impressive when you're talking about facing a team that, you know, coming into the game and still is, you know, by a pretty large margin, the number one offense in the country. Yeah, absolutely. And let's kind of continue with the defense right there. The big stat line that was going through the game, the big stat line that, that everyone was talking about. And, and I wanted to ask you, somebody who was at both of the press conferences, what did the coaches say about this? But Tennessee forced 22 turnovers on the day. I mean, that was a huge difference maker. It's not like Tennessee won the game by two points and three or three points. And that was the difference maker. Exactly. You can point to an exact moment, but you could just tell it was a snowball effect from the beginning till the end. Alabama's offensive was frustrated. They were rattled. They were confused. There were a bunch of moments in the game where, where Alabama just had a bunch of goofy, silly turnovers and, and just kind of goofy plays on the offensive end of the court. Uh, Tennessee's defense was stifling. Was that sort of the postgame storyline for you as well coming out of this one? Yeah, certainly one of them. And I feel like Nate Oates probably talked about it more than you know anybody necessarily on the Tennessee side of things did. Um, and Oates basically said it. I don't know if he said it directly, but it's something that stuck out to me too, you know, just very similar to the game in here last year where Tennessee's just physicality led to a lot of Alabama turnovers. Uh, and to your point, it did feel like Alabama just came out in this game and they came out sloppy early on a couple bad turnovers and Tennessee's guards did a great job of never getting, letting Alabama get into a rhythm. And I think, you know, that starts when you look at Mark Sears, who uh, is Alabama's starting point guard, one of the best scorers, you know, one of the best players in the SEC is going to be up there. Uh, the SEC player of the year conversation throughout the season. 
And he played 33 minutes tonight. Zakai Ziegler and Jemai Meshack on him, you know, maybe 95% of the time, you know, a few times some switches or, or transition opportunities where other guys guarded him. And those guys just made his life extremely, extremely difficult. He turned the ball over seven times. That's a uh, season high. It's the least a high in his two years at Alabama. He played a couple seasons at Ohio uh, before that. I'm not sure about that. So uh, I think that's where it started. Mark Sears is the guy for Alabama. And, you know, he got his tonight. Um, he scored 22 points. So it wasn't like he didn't do anything. Uh, but everything starts and runs through Mark Sears for Alabama. And Meshack and Ziegler made his life really, really difficult. And they forced him to turn the ball over a lot. And I think that's a, a big reason why you just saw Alabama, you know, mis, miscombobulated on the offensive end, really, for a whole 40 minutes. Yeah, and that was something that I wanted to kind of ask you about next. You've got Jemai Meshack and just sort of the the defensive performance that he had on Saturday against Alabama. You've got Dalton Connect uh, scoring 25. You've got Jonas Adu scoring 19. You've got Jordan Ganey scoring 15, his most since all the way back in November when Tennessee took on Purdue in the Maui Invitational Tournament. Ryan, a bunch of standout individual players from this game today. Who stood out to you the most and why? And maybe you don't have to just limit it to one player. I know that's a little bit tough right now with all all the different performances in a 20-point win. Well, let's start with Ganey, and, you know, it just kind of came out of nowhere in the sense that, you know, he'd been struggling a ton. And Zika, or, excuse me, Santiago Vesby, I thought, was playing really well early in this game. He had a three, he had a tough finish, um, and he did a really good job kind of on that floppy action of getting Jonas to do some post speeds and getting him the ball and an opportunity to be successful. And so when he picks up his second foul, which I think was with eight and change to go in the first half, and the fact that Jordan Ganey has been struggling, it was like, okay, it's going to be, we'll see how Tennessee's offense can kind of adapt and continue to make some things happen. And then Ganey was just fantastic. He hits three triples in the first half. He goes for 13 points. I think he had a putback, drove to the basket, got to the free throw line, hit two free throws, and then added two more points in the second half. So, you know, that's huge. Just It was big in this game of Tennessee kind of continuing, sustaining their fast start offensively after Vescovy and Jonas Adu both got into foul trouble and didn't play the first or the back half of the first half, because those were two guys really pushing the offense. Um, and then just a good sign to see for a guy that Tennessee's going to rely on, you know, not to be a main scorer, but to be a role player coming off the bench. And then uh, I guess I'll just hit briefly on Jonas Adu and Dalton Connect, who were two guys who continued their hot hot stretch. I don't think it was all that surprising. Maybe that Adu was as good as he was offensively. Alabama's front line's a little soft, uh, especially on defensive end. So, again, really efficient, 19 points, 9 of 14 shooting. And then I thought Dalton Connect, who had, you know, a quiet 25 points, which is kind of a funny thing to say, was encouraging in the sense that, you know, I don't want to make it sound like he can only score by hitting perimeter jump shots because that would be radically incorrect. But all these games where he goes off or he has big games, it feels like he hits a couple shots early and that kind of gets the defense out on him more and it kind of opens up some driving lanes. Well, tonight he shot one of six from three, did not shoot the ball very well. And it wasn't an incredibly efficient 25 points on 8 of 20 shooting, but he was solid. He found ways to get to the free throw line. He found ways to score with his back to the basket in the mid-range, and that was really impressive. And now Tennessee, five games for SEC play. Uh, it feels like Connect, Adu, Kai Ziegler have been their three best offensive players. Uh, and in those five games, Dalton Connect averaging 27.2 a night, and Jonas Adu 16.2. So both of those guys, um, Another big night tonight in, in Tennessee. You know, we talk about it all the time. Rick Barnes talks about it all the time. It's about finding consistency on that end. Uh, those are two guys through five games of SEC play uh, who, who are starting to find that consistency. One more thing that I want to talk about myself again, going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show today, 
Tennessee forced Alabama into many, many turnover situations throughout the game. Alabama had 22 turnovers. Tennessee um, turned that into 23 points. Tennessee had seven turnovers. Alabama only turned that into four points. It's a big difference in the game, and especially when you're talking about SEC conference games, especially when you're talking about the games that you need to win at home in order to kind of keep that home field advantage, home court advantage, I guess I should say in this case, that's a big reason why, and that's a big part of Tennessee's game going forward, or at least it definitely should be. Ryan, any other kind of final takeaways from the game today? Again, number six, Tennessee defeating Alabama by a score of of 91 to 71. Well, I would just kind of echo that sentiment and you know, that was a big part of it. And Tennessee is continuing to be better and better getting out and running a transition. Dalton connect again was good today. Had a lot of his baskets in transition and in Alabama is obviously a team that likes to go really quick. And a lot of that, you know, to do, I thought really Alabama had more success on the secondary break uh, than they did really in the fast break. So really good transition defense. And you're right. I mean, that's, it's a 20 point game. You said it earlier. So there's, a lot of things that went in Tennessee's favor. And, you know, it was probably even a more lopsided than 20 points. But you got to point to one stat. It's Alabama turned the ball over 22 times. Tennessee turned it over seven times. Tennessee, I think it was in the first half, Tennessee took 40 shots and Alabama took 22 shots. I mean, that's just that's just night and day. You know, you're, you're going to win every single game when you're taking that many more shots. Turnovers were a big part of that. Uh, rebounding was a big part of that. And then it kind of evened out a little bit in the second half. Alabama rebounded a little bit better. And Tennessee shot more free throws in the second half where it was Alabama in the first half that was doing it. So, you know, some of that's not the whole story, uh, but I thought that, you know, those stats were kind of uh, summed it up a lot. And certainly you're going to have a lot of success when you can take down any more shots than your opponent. Ryan Shumpert, he is underneath section 114 right now, but you can go and find him at Twitter at rshump00. Again, that's R-S-C-H-U-M-P-0-0. If you want to follow myself, you can do that at Rick underscore Butler. But of course, make sure you're checking out RockyTopInsider.com and RockyTopInsider on all social media platforms each and every day to stay up to date with the latest Tennessee news, notes, and coverage. It's going to wrap it up for us today from Tennessee's a uh, 91-71 win over Alabama. Again, I was stuck in the ice. Ryan was at f- the Food City Center. But we both should be in Nashville next weekend for Tennessee's return to SEC play. This is going to be a little bit of an open date week as Tennessee has no midweek game. But then again, they head down to the mid-state this coming weekend to take on Vanderbilt as Tennessee looks to, uh, I guess, get revenge off of uh, Vanderbilt's yeah. buzzer-beater three-point win last year. That was pretty crazy. Ryan, I still remember that well. Yeah, no, that's no doubt. I mean, what a week that was for Tennessee. They lose on buzzer beater corner three. And, I mean, that's only really half the story when you talk about Julian Phillips passing up the open dunk, Santiago Vesky missing the front end of a one-and-one, and then certainly they came back to Knoxville and lost to Missouri in a similar situation, missing some free throws and a half-court shot. So uh, Tennessee will will look to, to get some revenge. And certainly a Vanderbilt team that's been playing very poorly, but uh, Jerry Stackhouse teams usually – Seem to crack Tennessee's defense about as well as anybody else. So one Tennessee should win, one Tennessee you expect Tennessee to take care of, but uh, that's why you play the games. Tennessee fans will get to soak this one up for a week again until they play their rival Vanderbilt coming up next weekend. There is no break for us, though. Ryan and I will be over on the RockyTompInsider.com website as we continue to give you post-game analysis and breakdowns from this game. Of course, wherever you're watching this video right now, you can keep clicking around. You can find all the post-game press conferences. You have Rick Barnes, Nate Oates, Jordan Ganey, and Jemai Meshack talking to the media after the game. But otherwise, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up and get out of here. For Ryan Shumpert, I'm Rick Butler. You've been listening to the Rocky Tump Insider Press Pass post-game show. We'll see you back for the next one.